Radio, Overcoming Life's Obstacles. You're listening to Jerry McGee, Post Office Box 1148, Lindale, Texas, 75771. And uh, we welcome you and we thank you for listening in. And we'll be uh, broadcasting live the first and second, I'm sorry, the first and third Tuesdays of each month from 6 to 8 p.m. And uh, tonight we'll be teaching on being scattered. After the message, if you'd like prayer, you can call in at 646-595-4784, and don't forget to press 1, and we'll be happy to pray for you at the very end. And so tonight, um, I have a message called Scattered, and you know, Jesus says he wants to gather us from all the places where we've been scattered, and that's deliverance. And he says also, if we're not gathering, we're scattering meaning we're getting full of demons or we're getting free of demons. The world calls it MPD, and most recently disassociative identity disorder, uh, but God's word calls it being scattered. Um, <clears throat> we can be scattered, and it can vary from a range of being very mild to extremely um, to extreme depending upon uh, the circumstances, uh, in extreme cases, it's always people that have been satanically ritually abused or people that have been into satanic rituals or into cults or witchcraft or uh, any of the rituals that have to do with different cults and religions that deny the blood atonement of Jesus and the deity of Jesus Christ. But let's pray before we start. Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your precious blood that was shed at Calvary. Lord, we ask you to cover us with the blood of Jesus, cover Dorothy, her family, Ronnie and her family, cover uh, my family, us, every person that's listening in with the blood of Jesus. Father, we pray a special covering of warrior angels over us and over our president, over those helping our president, over those supporting our president, to boomerang back on the enemy every curse and assignment sent against us, declaring that the boulders they roll will roll back and crush them, the nets they hide, their own feet will be caught. The pits they dig, they'll fall in. And we just declare that the evil of the wicked will come to an end, but God will establish the righteous. And so, Father, we thank you for what you're going to do tonight. I pray that you expose and that every demonic spirit that's attacking us, that is afflicting us, will be cursed in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that a curse without a cause cannot lie. There always has to be a spiritual reason to why we are being uh, defeated. And so, Father, we ask today that I, tonight that I be a tree of life, that rivers of living water come forth from my innermost being, that the eyes of every heart be enlightened. Father, that you'll grant to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of our hearts will be uh, enlightened, 
that we will know what is the height, width, length, and depth of your love toward us. In Jesus' name, we take our seat in the heavenly places far above principalities and powers, and we bind you, Satan, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, wicked spirits in heavenly places. We bind you in the heavenly places, and on this earth we forbid you to work with, communicate with, make contact with anyone on this earth or in the heavenly places to work divination against us in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we break your power in the mighty name of Jesus. And as I said, you know, we can be scattered in um, Mali or we can be extremely scattered depending on what uh, sins that have been committed by our forefathers that have not been repented of because the scripture says that the sins of the fathers pass on to the children to the third and fourth generation. So many of us have been born scattered because of the generational iniquities of the forefathers. We're scattered because of our own sin that we've not repented of, and we're scattered by the people that have uh, done wrong to us, that have afflicted us, that we have not forgiven, people that we have let the sun go down on our anger instead of dealing with uh, our hurt and our pain at the cross of Jesus. And so when we let the sun go down on our anger, it says in Ephesians 4, um, that when we let the sun go down on our anger, we give a foothold to the devil. So basically, every place we're scattered, we've, we or our forefathers have um, given the devil a foothold in our life. For example, if our forefathers have been hurt or wounded or whatever they've been involved in, and they let the sun go down on their anger and they don't repent of what they've done, that passes on to us to the third and fourth generations. And I guess the best way to explain being scattered would be like in Nehemiah, uh, in, the, in the book of Nehemiah, it talks about the wall of Jerusalem and that's been broken down because of shame, because of sin and reproach. And of course, Nehemiah has the job of uh, rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem and that's a, of our own spiritual walls. And so you could compare the wall of Jerusalem, which was a physical uh, picture to a spiritual picture which would be our spiritual walls and um and so as they rebuild the wall of jerusalem in other words if the wall is broken down in places the enemy can attack uh, the 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 wall of jerusalem was so wide that i believe it was six chariots i'm not sure about that but i'm thinking it's six chariots could ride side by side and go down on the wall of jerusalem but it was broken down, and so Nehemiah was assigned to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. And, of course, in deliverance, we're rebuilding our spiritual walls by repenting of sin, by forgiving people that have hurt us, by um, repenting of the sins that we've committed, uh, by breaking the generational iniquities of the forefathers. And so uh, people that are scattered, like, you know, the world calls it, in extreme cases, the world calls it multiple personality disorder, and now they call it disassociative identity disorder. But if you um, compare the wall of Jerusalem to our spiritual walls, I'm sure most of you have seen the illustration where there's the circle, the circle that surrounds the spirit. The, it's like a three circles, the body, and then the second circle would be the soul, and in the soul is the mind, will, and emotions, and then that houses the spirit man. So you could put a dot right there, which would have to do with our human spirit. And so um, in satanic ritual, in satanic rituals, what they do is they tear down our a person's personality. In their soul is their body, soul, and 
in their soul is their mind, will, and emotions. And so if you picture those three circles in satanic rituals, they want to totally uh, eradicate a person's personality and rebuild altars, which are really altars to false gods. Uh, you know, psychology calls, calls it people in people, but it's really soul ties. What they do is they rebuild, um, they want to rebuild um, a demonic person. And so how they do that is through rituals and through soul ties and through the things they've done. They tear down a little child or a person's personality and they rebuild something demonic. And in those cases, they're soul ties with the people that have afflicted them, the people they've had to hurt in the rituals. Um, and so there's soul ties in those areas. And so if you pictured uh, a person's soul, the circle of the soul realm, if you picture that as a person's spiritual wall, every time um, our forefathers have sinned and not repented, it's caused there to be a glitch in our spiritual wall. And this is not talking about ritual abuse uh, right now. It's talking about just us. And, of course, a person that's been ritual abuse has this too. They have to deal with the stuff that happens uh, from the time they're born, plus generational stuff, the things that have happened to them. But um, in a, in a, in just in our lives, uh, every place our forefathers had sinned and not repented, we were born with glitches or doorways is another way of saying it, or holes in our spiritual wall. And so... If, in, in each of those areas, we've made vows, we've let the sun go down on our anger, which has set up a reaping process. If we don't deal with it, eventually it'll work out into the body as physical sickness. Another way of calling your, you know, your soul realm, you could call that your spiritual garden. There's things been planted in your spiritual garden is another way of saying it. And so in these breaches, um, there's unforgiveness, there's letting the sun go down on your anger, there's soul ties with whoever you've wounded or who has wounded you or whoever you've sinned with. Um, there's vows, you know, if we don't turn to God in our pain, we turn to a promise we make ourselves. It's all idolatry. And satanic rituals, what they do is they tear down a little child through making them kill somebody or um, watching somebody else be murdered or whatever they do in, in a satanic ritual. And... Um, so, and so what happens is whoever whoever they uh, who sins against them or whoever they sin with, they've got a, a, a soul tie and they have a personality of whoever um, sinned against them. And so they tear down a person's personality and they rebuild a demonic personality. Remember the movie, uh, the, the $6 million man, how they were building a bionic man? Well, basically in Satanism, they want to build a demonic person. And so they do that by um, by uh, altars to false gods. And so it's not people, the altars in psychology, they call it people and pe- people. But it's really like, for example, say a little child is being tortured. Uh, maybe a demon might appear to that person and say, if you let me use your body, um, you won't feel the pain. And so they'll invite the demon in. So have they have that demonic personality. Or I remember... Uh, one case of a girl who I was ministering to, a demon manifested through her and said, "Why do you call? Why are you calling me Mary? My name is not Mary. My name is Dorothy." And of course, it was back in the earlier years when I was ministering, and I've never read anything about this in a book because I've never read occultic books. But 
God sent me a girl uh, in 1982 that had come out of Satanism who had been ritually abused her whole life, tortured uh, unmercifully. And, um, and so when I took her home for lunch, the demon said, why are you calling me um, what you're calling me? My name is not that. My name's Dorothy. And, of course, I argued with the demon, not realizing that it was a demon that, take, that took her over. And so uh, how I got that demon out of her when I realized that it was not her talking to me, that a demonic spirit, and, of course, psychology would call it an altar, but a demonic spirit was speaking through her, totally took her over, and I bound the spirit, told it it was not going to work in her body, called this person back, and I said, ask the Holy Spirit how this uh, demonic spirit got in. And so what, what had happened that is that they made her have sex with this girl, switched out the blood, and then um, made her kill this person. And so that's how she had that uh, personality called Dorothy. Now, you know, psychology would say that's a person and a person. No, it's a demon in a person that came in through a soul tie through, what, through the sin that was committed to open the door to that demon. But that's an extreme uh, multiple personalities. This particular person must have had, my goodness, 500 at least multiple personalities. She had neighborhoods. She had uh, personalities that helped her know how to uh, shoot pool, how to win at card games. In fact, I've seen her at a game playing just a game of Monopoly. She would always throw the exact dice she wanted to throw because of the demon that was working in her. And so, but praise God, regardless of what you've been involved in, Jesus wants to set you free. And he will set you free, and he will gather you from all the places where you've been scattered. Now, through a soul tie, you get a part of whoever you have a soul tie with, and they get a part of you. You have the mental problems, the emotional problems, the physical problems, the sexual perversions, the addictions of whoever you have a soul tie with. Anyway, the good news is Jesus wants to set you free if you've been uh, mildly uh, a multiple, and I, I would say a simple form of multiple personalities would be like, for example, I heard a minister, and I'm not, I'm not able to think of her name right now, but she was saying that um, on the way to church, uh, she, her family got in a fight. Uh, she kicked the cat, uh, screamed at the kids, hollered at her husband. They had a fight, and on the way to church, they were fighting. But the minute they got in the per- parking lot, it was glory to God, hallelujah. Now, you know, that's a simple form of a multiple personality. She's putting on a show, and that's one way you can get scattered is you want to be like somebody else or you want to put on a show or put on an act, then you get the personality of whoever you're acting out. So there's different ways that you can get scattered, but basically sin is behind all of it. So these multiple personalities can range from very mild to extreme, depending on the depth of sin that's been committed against you that you haven't forgiven are the sins you've committed, are the generational iniquities of the forefathers. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Listen, O heavens, and hear, O earth, for the Lord is speaking. Sons uh, who I have reared up and brought up, that they have revolted against me. An ox knows its owner, and a donkey its master's manger. But Israel, that's the church, does not know my people do not understand. Now, it tells us in Hosea, Hosea, Hosea 4 that the people without understanding are ruined. Understanding is the truth that sets us free. 
But it's, it's saying that these are God's people, but um, they don't know. They don't understand. It says, Alas, sinful nation, people weighted down with iniquity, offspring of evildoers. Now, that would be the generational iniquities of forefathers. Most of us have had forefathers that were evildoers, and we've been an evildoer ourselves in areas. Uh, so offspring of evildoers, sons who act corruptly. So you see the rebellion there. They have abandoned the Lord. So how could you abandon someone that you didn't hold to? So they've abandoned the Lord. They have despised the Holy One of Israel. They have turned away from him. Where will you be broke? Will you be stricken again? Continue in your rebellion. The whole head is sick and the whole heart is faint. So you see heart problems. And the word sick doesn't mean physically sick. It means it's a picture in the in the Hebrew. It's a picture of a person who's been flogged in the head. So you can see if I've been flogged in the head, um, my head is sick. I'm confused. I'm disoriented. I'm overcome. I'm overwhelmed. Um, I've got mental problems. And you see the root of mental illness or any kind of mental problems is rebellion. It says, from the sole of your foot to the to the head, there's nothing sound in it, only bruises, welts, and raw wounds, not pressed out or bandaged, nor softened with oil. And that's just a picture of the Holy Spirit. And you say, well, you know, I don't have bruises, welts, and raw wounds. But in the spirit realm, you can have bruises, welts, and raw wounds, but you can't see it with the human eye, but angels and demons can see it. And so when we've, when we've got breaches in our heart and when we haven't had these places healed to restore our spiritual walls when we when we haven't done that we've got bruises welts and raw wounds in all the areas where we have a breach or a doorway or um in all those areas i've been scattered in those areas not pressed out or bandaged nor softened with oil in other words there's nobody to help you your land is desolate now in first corinthians 3 9 it says you're a building your house you're a field in Genesis, your dirt. In Mark 4, in Luke 8, in Matthew 10, it says your soil. And so here is saying your land, which would say your body is desolate. Um, and it, that, all, that also could ap- uh, apply to the physical land that you live on. Your land is desolate, which means to stun or grow numb, to desolate or Stupefy or devastate is what it means. That's what desolate means. You know, when I moved onto my property, when I used to walk, it, it was landlocked. It was 100 acres back uh, in Lindell, Texas, and it was landlocked. And I, when I would walk on the property, I would hear birds and I would hear animals and I would hear them, but I never saw any of them. So when I built my home back in the woods, I thought, well, I'm going to have all kinds of birds. And when I built my home back in the woods, I put out a bird feeder in the front of my house, a bird feeder in the back of the house, never saw a bird. And one day some friends and I I were in a prayer group here in my house, and I was sharing with them, you know, I've moved back here and I heard the birds, but I've never seen a bird. And so one of the, one of the, um, ladies, she was, she does these prayer walk, prayer walks everywhere all over the world and the other prayer partner was part Cherokee Indian her forefathers were Cherokees 
And so we didn't, she had done spiritual mapping in Lindale and she knew the different Indians that lived on the land. So we went outside, did a little ceremony, <clears throat> poured oil, and um, I forgave the Indians for everything they had done on the property, and she forgave the white man for everything they had done to her forefathers. And we just had prayer and didn't think anything of it, went in the house. The next morning I was sitting at my breakfast table, and there were hundreds of birds, and especially robins, and I've never seen a robin since, but there were I bet there was 25 or 30 robins on my front. There were woodpeckers, robins, doves, all kinds of birds. And then after a while, they just dwindled. After a couple of weeks, they just dwindled, and I didn't see them anymore. So I was driving home one day, and I heard the land mourns, which would, another way of saying it is the land's desolate. But I heard the land mourns. So I came home, and I got on my computer, and I pulled up all the scriptures that, that said land mourns and I repented over everything my forefathers had done on land everything that anyone who had lived on this land any sins they committed on this land um any um uh, and so I just I just repented over any uh people that had leased the land or rented the land or anything that had done sin wise on the property and anyway I did that repented over all of them broke generational curses uh, took accountability for anything that had happened on this land since I had moved on it because at one time I housed people in their recovery process. I had people that had been into Satanism, people that had been uh, crackheads, prostitutes, you name it, had lived on this property. So I repented for anything that they had done that I don't didn't know about, and I've had birds ever since. And so there's always a reason why you go through the things you go through. God's trying to... Um, He's trying to show you something through everything you go through. But anyway, so it says, uh, so the land, um, when the land is desolate, it means it's desolate, it's empty, stupefied, devastated. Uh, it says your cities are burned with fire. Now, in, in Matthew 5, Jesus told the disciples that they were a city on a hill. He says your cities are burned with fire, your fields, strangers are devouring. And the word stranger means the voice of another. So the demonic spirit, strangers are devouring them in your presence. It is desolation as overthrown by strangers. Now, they're devouring in First Peter 5, 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, which means drink down, gulp down, and swallowed, swallow up. So devoured by strangers, so we know those are demonic spirits. The daughter of Zion, that's the church member, is left like a shelter in a vineyard, like a watchman's hut in a cucumber field, like a besieged city. So if, if the disciples, where Jesus said that he was the light of the world, but he said to the disciples, he said, you're the light of the, he said, you're the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men that they shall see your good works and glorify my Father who's in heaven for a city on a hill to be hidden. So he says these people are like a cucumber field, uh, like a watchman's hut in a cucumber field, like a besieged city. In other words, overcome. They're overcome, besieged, taken advantage of, advantage of. And so rebellion opens up a person to all kinds of mental illnesses. Deuteronomy 28:15 says, because of disobedience to the voice of God and his commandment, uh, the Lord, in verse 20, the Lord will send upon you curses, 
confusion and rebuke in all that you undertake to do until you're destroyed and until you perish quickly on account of the evil of your deeds because you have forsaken me. So so how can you forsake someone you don't hold to? Uh, you know, that's really a picture. 90, 90% of church members have prayed a prayer to receive Jesus, but then their hearts have gone after other lovers. And the big, biggest majority of church members have been believers in their head, but it's never got down into her heart to transform their heart. And if you're listening and you've received Jesus as Savior, and this is a picture of you, your life has never changed. You haven't you haven't repented of your sin. You're, you've never denied yourself to take up your cross and follow the Lord. You need to be born again. <clears throat> so at the end, I'm going to give an invitation for you to receive Jesus as Savior. Jesus said, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. In John chapter 2, it says many were believing in Jesus, but he wasn't giving himself to them because he knew men's hearts. And so God knows your heart. If you prayed a prayer and you've lived after the flesh, you're still living in sin, you've never repented of your sin, you need to be born again. And so uh, so just repent and tell God that you're willing to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. In Deuteronomy 28:25, it says the Lord will cause you to be defeated. And, you know, so many times we blame the devil for everything. It says the Lord, if you're under this curse of disobedience to the voice of God and his commandment, it says the Lord, in verse 25, will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You'll go out against them one way and you'll flee seven ways. Now, how can you flee seven ways? Well, you get scattered. You're scattered seven ways. And it's a curse. Now, the blessing in Deuteronomy 28 um uh, it's between the verses of verse 1 and 14. It says that, that your, your enemy will come against you and he will flee seven ways. But when you're under the curse and demons carry out curses, you, the enemy, you're going to go out against your enemies, but you're going to flee seven ways against them, but you will flee seven ways before them and you will be an example of terror to all the kingdoms of the earth. And verse uh, 28 says, the Lord will smite you with madness, which means a craziness, a state of being mad, insanity. Uh, you could put uh, bipolar, you could put schizophrenia, you could put uh, all kinds of mental problems, folly, frenzy, rage, and with blindness and with bewilderment of heart. And, you know, um, so blindness, there's spiritual blindness and there's physical blindness. And it's a curse. It's not a blessing. Verse 29 says, And you will grope at noon as a blind man gropes in darkness. <clears throat> now, noontime is the brightest part of the day. And you will not prosper in your ways, but you will only be oppressed and robbed continually with none to save you. And, you know, I know people right now that I see I see that they're oppressed and robbed continually, and they, they always fuss that there's no one will help them. And I and I try to tell them that it's a it's a curse that it that you can be delivered from it, but you have to get to why you're under that curse. You've got to find out the sin. Is it a generational iniquity of the forefathers, or is it something you've done? Uh, but anyway, only oppressed and robbed continually with none to save you. In other words, the further you go, the behinder you get. No matter you can't ever get ahead, but it's a curse. It's not a blessing. And it says you be oppressed continually, and that word oppressed means burdened with cruel or unjust 
impositions or restraints. It means to be subject to a burdensome or harsh exercise of authority or power, a people oppressed by totalitarian, total, total, I can't say this, I'm going to spell it, T-O-T-A-L-A-R-I-A-S-M, which means under the control by state, government, or a person, a group, or you could say a demonic spirit. To be heavily, uh, to to lie heavily upon the mind, a person, uh, to weigh down as sleep or weariness does, to put down, uh, to subdue or oppress, to oppress upon or against, to crush. Deuteronomy twenty eight thirty four. You'll be driven mad, which means insanity. By the sight of what you see Do you see that people can see things That are so horrific That they can be driven crazy By what they see A person who is scattered May feel uh, some of all, or all of these symptoms You don't have to have all of them And there's others that I'm not even listed But a person that's scattered May feel like he's flogged in the head Alienated um, Overcome Confused Loose in the head Spread out uh, find it hard to get uh, things, his thoughts together. Um, lapses of time where you just have times where you just forget. You know, if you're if you're a person that's got multiple personalities, it's like switching channels on a TV. When you're on channel three, you don't remember what you did on channel one, and you you just uh, every channel it's like <clears throat> you don't remember what you did an hour before and that's not saying just being forgetful I'm not talking about that in fact this one particular girl I told her I said you're like a kaleidoscope one tilt and you totally get a new picture um, a person that's been scattered may find it hard to get his thoughts together not done not fitting in you may feel mixed up damned confused uneasy disoriented uh, divided in the head cut off, uh, disconnected, pressed, memory lapses, uh, blank mind, rejected, on the outside looking in. I remember this one particular person, um, because she never had anyone to love her, I mean, I would bake cakes for her, and I remember making her a cake, and oh, she loved chocolate cake. I made her a chocolate cake, and so next, a few weeks later, I made her another chocolate cake. Cake. I said, I made you your favorite cake. She said, That's not my favorite. My favorite is lemon. And so I thought, I said, Well, I thought you liked chocolate. And so she said, No, it's lemon. And the next two or three weeks later, it was strawberry. You see, every personality had its own taste. And these were uh, soul ties with people that she had been bonded to in satanic rituals. Uh, Matthew twelve thirty. Jesus said. He who's not with me is against me, and he who does not uh, gather with me scatters. Luke eleven twenty three. He who does not, uh, who he who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. And so, basically, when we do deliverance, we are gathering a person from all the places where they've been scattered, <clears throat> and it's a lifelong process. It don't you don't get gathered from everything at one time because you couldn't take it. Uh, God uses our problems to show us what's next in his agenda of sanctifying our soul. 
And he, if he showed us everything that was wrong with us, we couldn't take it. In fact, it says that in the Exodus 15. He's not going to drive the enemy out in one day lest we be consumed, lest we be overcome. <clears throat> to scatter means to drive or throw away, to pour out, to disperse, to separate or to remove them from a distance. Um, it means to be expended, to dissipate, to waste as the oil of a lamp is expended in burning. Have you found yourself just wore out? Um Hireling scatter. Uh, a hireling is a person that's a paid worker that might have an eight to five job, and at five o'clock he goes home. Where, where a shepherd, a good shepherd, he um, he watches over the sheep twenty four seven. But a hireling doesn't. A hireling doesn't teach repentance. A, hi- a hireling uh, is only concerned for himself. <clears throat> John ten twelve says, "He is a hireling and not a shepherd." who is not the owner of the sheep, beholds the wolf coming, that's the devil, and he flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. And it's really sad to see today in America, the church in America is really in a mess. I have people come to me all the time and say, do you know of a church I can attend that's teaching the word of God? And I'm sorry to say, other than my son's church, um, I don't know of any any in East Texas. I'm sure there are lots of them, but I don't know them. But um, in Dallas, I recommend Robert Morris's church. He's teaching a good word. And uh, I don't know exactly where it's at in Dallas, but I do recommend him. Um, and so, you know, it's really sad that the majority of the preachers, teachers, uh, ministers are hirelings. They don't really, they're only wanting to build, uh, make a name for themselves. And they are not teaching people that the wolf's going to get them if they don't repent. And so we get scattered through curses due to our rebellion. It says in Psalms 103, they're prisoners in misery and chains because they've rebelled against the Lord. Through soul ties, you get the mental problems, the emotional problems, the physical problems, the sexual perversions, the addictions of whoever you have a soul tie with you get the demons of whoever you have a soul tie with and so if i have a soul tie with someone in a ritual i'm going to be acting like the one who i was bonded to in that ritual we have we get uh, um, scattered through childhood traumas you know a lot of times uh, i've seen people that have come out of satanic ritual abuse um, they have body memories they're, they totally forget what happened to them in a ritual, but their body remembers. I, I saw this particular girl healed of over 200 different physical problems just through breaking soul ties. Praise God, the good news, this girl is not messed up today. She loves God with her whole heart. And um, I had so much opposition in trying to help her, but I knew God had called me to help her. Because she actually, um, what I, it was like an education because I'd never been in the occult, never had any involvement in the occult, didn't know what they did in the occult. But the years I, I ministered to her from 1982 to 2002, um, um, I learned so much of how to help people a lot quicker, but I had to go through the, the, the lengthy deliverances so I would know um, what happened and so now thank god i'm able to do it quicker uh than um 
been back then. And so I thank God for this precious person. She's a, one of the dearest people I've ever known, one of the dearest friends. You know, if I was in Alaska and I needed help, if she had to crawl to find me and get me, she would. And so I thank God for her. Uh, another way we can get scattered is through angry, raging parents. You know, if your parents go into a rage, well, guess what? The kids scatter, uh, not only physically, but they scatter mentally and emotionally through fearful uh, situations where I've been opened up to things that have made me afraid, through physical abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse, through incest. Incest would be when a family member uh, or would even touch me in an inappropriate way. That's incest. Uh, through fear, through molestation, through being raped, uh, generational iniquities of the forefathers, through uh, ritual abuse, and I could say, uh, any ritual of any cult organization that denies the blood atonement of Jesus Christ or the deity of Jesus Christ. You could say Freemasonry, Eastern Star, um, lodges, sororities, fraternities, cults, um, New Age. Um, and I want to say, too, a lot of times these essential oils, um, you can read about that um, the dangers of that on the on the internet. Um, there's nothing wrong with going to the health food store and buying cinnamon oil, but it but the but the things that you buy online that are essential oils. There's one for peace. There's one for this. There's one for that. Let me tell you, the only place you're ever going to find peace is when you keep your eyes focused upon Jesus. So it's a counterfeit. These potions, they're potions. These potions are what is witchcraft. And I tell you, they may work for a little while. You'll end up being sicker, and your kids will end up being sicker. I have uh, people I know that are into essential oils, and and they they don't want to hear the truth. But let me let me tell you, there'll be a time when they will hear the truth. <clears throat> uh, another way is through lack of nurturing, and this includes the love of a parent, discipline from parents, guidance, protection, provision, acceptance affirmation, mercy, uh, and the grace of parents, not having your mercy, grace, affirmation of your parents uh, gets you scattered. Covenants made to false gods, to Freemasonry, to witchcraft, voodoo, um, uh, Satan worship, um, through any kind of a covenant made to a false god. Basically, it all boils down to sin. Uh, either the sins of our forefathers that have not been, that has not been repented of, our sin that's not been repented of, or others sinning against us, where we have allowed the sun to go down on our anger. Because if you do that, you don't go to God; you turn to a false god, and it's idolatry. And here's some scriptures um, that tells us who can get scattered. In addition, basically, it's all sin. Um, those who build towers get scattered. It's a picture of human efforts, uh, trusting yourself rather than God. Genesis 11:4, and they said, "Come, let us build for ourselves." Notice it's for ourselves, yourself, a city and a tower, whose top will reach into the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves. Instead of a name for God, let us make a name for ourselves. 
lest we get scattered abroad over the face of the earth. Now, they were they were thought they were building a tower so they wouldn't get scattered, but because they built a tower, they were trusting in their self um, and wanted to make a name for their self. God scattered them over the face of the earth, Genesis 11, 8. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the whole earth, and they stopped building the city, Genesis 11, 9. Therefore, its name was called Babel because the Lord had confused their language, the language of the whole earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the earth, the whole earth. And God's enemies get scattered. It says, if you're a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. And that's James 4, 4. And so if we love the world more than we love God, the Bible says we're an enemy of God. So we get scattered. Psalm 68.1 says, let God arise and let, the, let thine enemies be scattered and those who hate thee flee before thee. Psalms 81.25 says, those who, those who hate the Lord pretend obedience. Psalms 83 says, those who exalt themselves hate the Lord. And John 14.26, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Otherwise, you're an enemy of God. Now, I added that last part, but you could tie that in with James 4.4. 4. Uh, being unfaithful to the Lord causes you to get scattered. Nehemiah 1, 8 through 9. Nehemiah said, remember the word which the Lord can, uh, commanded your servant Moses, saying, if you're unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, do them though those of you who have been scattered were in the in the most remote part of the heavens, I will gather them from there and will bring them to a place where I have chosen to cause my name to dwell. So God says if we turn to him, he'll gather us and bring us into a place where he dwells, not where the demons dwell. And we get scattered for the lack of spiritual food, not being trained up in the way we should go, not being given spiritual food job 4:11 says the lion perishes for the lack of prey in other words the mother lion's hungry the daddy lion's hungry and the whelps of the lioness are scattered so that's a picture of a person not trained up in the way in the discipline instruction of the lord uh, growing up in a dysfunctional family the kids get scattered because there's no uh, lack there's a lack of spiritual food and they may have plenty of they may be without physical food too, but they may have physical food, but not the spiritual food that it takes to mature us in the Lord. Uh, those who encamp against the righteous get scattered. So your enemies will get scattered, uh, people that come against you. You don't have to fear ISIS. You don't have to fear the terrorists because God says, if your ways please me, it makes even your enemies to be at peace with you. Psalm 53, 5 says, and they were in great fear where no fear had been. For God scattered the ones, the bones of him who encamped against you. You put them to shame because the Lord had rejected them. And then um, those who delight in war get scattered. Are you a person that wants to fight all the time? Do you delight in war? You get scattered. Psalm 68:30. He he has scattered the people who delight in war. And then those who do iniquity get scattered, Psalms 92, verse 9. For behold, thine enemies, O Lord, 
For behold, thine enemies will perish. All who do iniquity will be scattered. And then the daughters of Moab get scattered. Now, Moab means apostasy. Apostasy means to fall away from the faith. It means to receive Jesus, and then your heart goes after other lovers, and you fall away from the faith. Uh, it means to be double-minded. Isaiah 16:2 says, uh, Then like fleeing birds and scattered nestlings, the daughters of Moab will be at the fords of Arnon. We get scattered because of stupid shepherds, and that means a stupid preacher, a stupid minister, a stupid teacher, and this includes uh, pastors, teachers, false prophets, uh, parents, um, and, you know, parents are shepherds, and we get scattered because of stupid shepherds. A shepherd is to watch over the sheep. He's to take care of the sheep, doctor the sheep, um, protect the sheep, feed the sheep, and so... um, you know, the, there's things going on in the church nowadays that is so stupid and so unscriptural. One false prophet believed the Lord told him to kick a man with cancer in the stomach, and the man later died. This same false prophet um, felt that, that the Holy Spirit told him to hit, uh, hit a woman in the face and knock out her false teeth. And this man has been in Lindale. I don't know if he still is, but the pastors in Lindale are praying that God will remove him from town, from the town. But he's a false prophet. There's many false prophets out there. You know, if they're not teaching holiness and righteousness, the scripture says, without holiness, no man will see the Lord. And so um, I lost my place here. But um, but the good news is that God wants to set us free. He He wants to gather us from all the places where we've been scattered, and that hopefully that's what we're going to do tonight is gather you from some of the places where you've been scattered. Um, and those who encamp against the righteous get scattered. Psalm 53, 5, they were in great fear where no fear had been for God scattered the bones of him who encamped against you. Um, You put them to shame because God had rejected them. I've already done that one. I apologize. Sometimes my iPad spins out of control. (laughs) So, but the good news is that God wants to gather you from all the places where you've been scattered. We get scattered because of stupid shepherds are not teaching the word of God. And you can know that if you're in a, a place uh, where God is, is when they're teaching you the word of God, and you must know the word of God, otherwise you'll believe every word that you hear. You must always know what God's word says so that you can compare what's coming forth from the minister's mouth. Is that line up with the word of God? Um also, if there's no holiness or no righteousness, uh, Jeremiah 10:21 says, For the shepherds have become stupid and have not sought the Lord. Therefore, they have not prospered, and all their flock is scattered. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel concerning the shepherds who are tending my people. You have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not attended to them Behold, I'm about to attend to you. 
for the evil of your deeds, declares the Lord. And so the reason a false prophet or a false shepherd scatters the flock is because he doesn't teach the, the, the flock to repent of their sin because the wolf can get you when your heart's not right with God. Ezekiel 34, 4 says, Those who are sickly you have not strengthened, and the disease you have not healed. The broken you have not bound up, and the scattered you have not brought back. But you, nor have you sought the Lord of hosts, but with force and with severity you have dominated them. You know, there's pastors that are so controlling that they, uh, that their congregation has to get a word from them before they can even move or do anything. Or uh, also, the pastors. I've been amazed over the years how many pastors that have insisted that their congregation take psychiatric medicine or rebuke them because they didn't go to a psychiatrist. That is so demonic. Ezekiel 34 verse 5 says, And they were scattered for the lack of a shepherd, and they became food for every beast of the field and were scattered. Now the beast of the field is a type and shadow of demons. And I'm going to say food for every beast of the field. And this ties in with First Peter 5, 8 that says, Be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, which means drink down, gulp down, and swallow up. Uh, we get scattered because of spiritual harlotry or uh, adultery. When you pray a prayer to receive Jesus and your heart goes after another lover or another idol, something you love more than God, uh, you commit spiritual harlotry. And you know you have an idol if you get angry when you don't get it. Or if you have it, you fear you'll lose it. And if you uh, don't have it, you fear you won't get it. You have an idol when you get depressed over a situation or toward you get hurt and you don't deal with it at the throne of grace. In fact, the scripture says in 1 Samuel 15:23 that all iniquity is as the sin of witchcraft. And so that's every sin. Jeremiah 50, verse 17 says, Israel is scattered. I can show you where we believers are the Israel of God. In Romans 9, Galatians 3, and other, pla- <coughs> other places, um, it says that we are the Israel of God. And, and I'm, not, um, I'm not renouncing physical Israel, but, um, but the believers have been grafted in. The lions have the lions have driven them away, and of course Satan is the roaring lion. The first one to get devoured devoured him was the king of Assyria, which is the type of the demon. And this last one, who has broken his bones, is Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. In Isaiah 51, it says Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, has swallowed me down like a monster, and filled me with his delicacies. And he's a picture of Satan. And having the presence of the Lord and not <laughs> not uh, regarding the true prophets or true priests will get you scattered. Lamentations 4.16. The presence of the Lord has scattered them. He will not, he will not continue to regard them. They did not honor the priests, nor did they fear for the elders. It's amazing how little respect there is today in the younger generation of um, no respect for the elderly. I guess it's not just the younger generation. As I look back on my life, I didn't have the respect I should have. But uh, not honoring the priest, and of course, we're all kings and priests. 
Uh, if y'all are like me, you all have people. We all have people, family members that shut us out of their life because they don't want to hear the truth. Uh, we get scattered because of our evil deeds. Ezekiel thirty six nineteen, and I scattered them among the nations, and they were dispersed throughout the lands according to their ways and their deeds. I judged them. We get scattered because of pride. Luke one fifty one says, He has done mighty deeds with his right arm. He has scattered those who are who were proud in their thought the thoughts of their heart, and he has exalted he has exalted those who are humble. You know, he's not even saying that we outwardly speak our pride. It says we're proud in the thoughts of our heart. We think proud. And God wants to us to humble ourselves so he can exalt us. Ezekiel thirty six nineteen and also scattered them among the nations, and they were dispersed throughout the lands according to their ways and according to their deeds. I judge them. We get scattered through the world, through movies, through occult things that we watch, through psychiatry, through medication. You know, psychiatry and medication <clears throat> cannot really cannot help you. In fact, it even makes you worse. God is the great physician. The good news is only God can. Nahum 3.18 says, Your shepherds are sleeping. That's in other words, your preachers are asleep. They need to wake up. O king of Assyria, your nobles are lying down. Your people are scattered on, on the mountains, and there's no one to regather them. Praise Jesus for uh, for the body of Christ. And, and one of our commissions is to cast out demons heal the sick raise the dead lay hands on the sick and they'll recover if we want our ears tickled um he'll give us shepherds after our own uh desires uh, ministers that will minister our idols to us zacharias eleven sixteen says for behold i'm going to raise up a shepherd in the land who will not care for the perishing seek the scattered heal the broken or sustain the one standing, but will devour the flesh of the sheep and tear off their hooves. Now, you say, well, why would God uh, send a a false shepherd to do this? Because there's people that want their idols, people that attend these meetings that let people kick them in the stomach and hit them in the face. They have no discernment. And so their hearts are going after other lovers because they're they're full of idols. Um, God raises up a shepherd for the people that uh, don't want to listen to truth. But he also raises up good shepherds for those who want the truth. Uh, Jesus said he came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. You know, I found it's easier to uh, tell a lost person about Jesus than it is a church member because they think, and I I thank God that's not true in my church, but... but, uh, That's true in most places. Trying to tell a religious person anything is just throwing your pearls before swine. And that's why Jesus said he came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. There are people out there in the world that have never darted the doors of a church that are open to truth, that are open to the gospel. And so God tells us he who wins souls is wise, so we need to get busy. God's solution is found in Deuteronomy 30, verse 1. He says, so shall it be... When all of these things have come upon you, the blessings and the curses, and the blessings are carried out by holy angels, the curse is carried out by demonic spirits, 
which I have set before you, and you will call them to your mind in all nations where the Lord your God has banished you. And you'll return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and soul according to that I command you today and your sons. And the Lord your God will restore you from captivity and have compassion on you and will gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. Chapter 30, verse 6. Moreover, the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants. So you see, um, a revelation just now came. We, some of us want our children changed, but God wants to change us because a lot of times our kids are doing exactly what we did. And so as we see that, when we have a family member that's doing something that bothers us or hurts our heart, we need to first examine our own heart. Lord, did I do that? I was ministering to a man once, and um, he he was complaining about his daughter. She's irresponsible. She won't pay her bills. She's on drugs and alcohol, sleeping around. And I said, did you ever do anything like that? He said, oh, dear God, she's just like me. And he later told me that he repented, and he saw his daughter change. And so if something's bothering us about our kids, we need to first find out, did we do it? Because we're reaping what we sowed, and that's all of us, um, without exception. All of us are reaping good things we've sown, and we're reaping bad things we've sown. So when the, the, when the, prob, the people in our life that are problems, um, uh, God's trying to show us what we've done. It says, um, he will circumcise our hearts and the hearts of our descendants to love the Lord our God with all of your heart and with all your soul and in order that you may live. Verse 15 says, See, I have set before you this day life and prosperity, death and adversity. And I, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments that you may live and multiply and that the Lord your God will bless you in the land where you are entering to possess it. And so all of the breaches of our heart have to be healed. All of those open places that have been left open through, <clears throat> through our sin, through the sins of the forefathers, through uh, the sins committed against us where we've let the sun go down on our anger, each of those breaches have to be healed one by one. You say, oh, my goodness, that's just so overwhelming. You know what? Sanctification takes a lifetime. And uh, when he takes us into heaven, we're going to be perfect. But we need to overcome. And if we didn't have anything to overcome, how in the world could we ever be an overcomer? The promises of God are to be overcome. And he's saying, choose this day whom you will serve, Joshua said. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And let today be a new beginning. And be encouraged. And um, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to lead you in repentance. If you're listening to this message and if you can agree, I'll lead you in repentance and then do deliverance and then tell you a little bit about the ministry. And then while I'm doing that, if anybody wants to call in for prayer, I'll be happy to pray for you. And uh, the call-in number is 646-595. Four seven eight four. Lord, I ask you to uh, forgive me, and this is regarding if you've never been born again, you've prayed a prayer, 
but you have never been willing to deny yourself. You've never come to the place of, of, of repentance, of, of giving Jesus 100% of your life. And if you've never done that, I want you to do it now. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you to forgive me that I have been a spiritual adulterer, a spiritual harlot. I prayed the prayer, but I have not walked the walk or talked the talk. I invite you, Holy Spirit of truth, to possess my body, drive out every demonic spirit. And, Lord, I want to be born again. I want what's been in my head to get down in my heart and give me a new, uh, new heart. Transform me by your power and let me be born again. God, in Jesus' name, I just uh, want the breaches of my heart healed. And uh, God, in Jesus' name, forgive me for rebellion, which would cause me to be um, sick from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. God, I forgive my forefathers because they were... um, because they did not know you, because they didn't deal with their sin. Uh, I forgive them for being people weighted down with iniquity, and I ask you to forgive me. I forgive my forefathers for being evildoers, uh, sons who act corruptly. Forgive me for doing the, being that way, Lord, in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> God, forgive me for abandoning you, despising the Holy One of Israel. Um, forgive me for rebellion, for antichrist. God, would you please press me out, bandage me, and soften me with oil. Lord, I've been desolate. I've been stunned, numb, desolate, stupefied, and devastated because of rebellion. God, I've been burned with fire. Strangers have been devouring me in 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 your presence. Uh, I've been desolated, desolate, uh, overthrown by strangers. Lord, I've been left like a shelter in a Vineyard like a watchman's hut in a cucumber field like a besieged city. God, I just ask you to forgive me for disobedience to your voice and your commandments, which would cause you to send upon me curses, confusion, and rebuke, and all I undertake to do until I'm destroyed, until I perish quickly, on account of the evil of my deeds, because I have forsaken you, Lord. I ask you to forgive me. You know, every time you're in rebellion, you're forsaken the Lord in that instance. Lord, Lord, forgive me for the sin that would cause me to be defeated before my enemies, to go out against them one way and flee seven ways, be an example of terror to all the kingdoms of the earth, and you to smite me with madness, um, insanity, folly, uh, manic depression, um, frenzy, rage, depression, schizophrenia, and all types of mental problems and with blindness and bewilderment of heart. God, in the name of Jesus, forgive me for my sin, which would cause me to grope at noon as the blind man gropes in darkness and not prosper in my ways, but only be oppressed and robbed continually with none to save me. God, I ask you to remove your oppression uh, from my life, uh, the burdensome, harsh exercise of authority or power over me, uh, I ask you to remove the oppressor from my life. I curse, I curse and rebuke the oppressor in the name, power, blood, and by the authority of Jesus' name. Um, in the name of Jesus, um, Lord, forgive me for uh, living for self. Uh, God, in Jesus' name, forgive me for wanting to build a tower for myself. Uh, forgive me for unbelief and doubt. Uh, God, I ask you to forgive me for sitting under false shepherds. Uh, Forgive me for being a false minister, a false shepherd. Uh, 
forgive me for being stupid, a stupid shepherd, uh, sitting under stupid preachers and teachers and false prophets. Uh, Forgive me for my lack of discernment. God, forgive me for being a daughter of Moab. Uh, Forgive me for apostasy, falling away from what I believe, doing iniquity that would cause me to get scattered. Forgive me for delighting in war, wanting to fight and argue all the time. Forgive me for being a warrior, a Philistine. God, in Jesus' name, I ask you to forgive me for camping camping against the righteous. Forgive me for pretending obedience and hating you. God, I ask you to forgive me for exalting myself. Um, Forgive me for um, being unfaithful to you. Forgive me for being a a friend of the world and making myself an enemy of uh, your enemy. Forgive me for building the towers of, of Babel. Forgive me for human effort, trusting in myself, building a tower. God, forgive me for um, sin. I take accountability for the generational iniquities of forefathers. I renounce every ritual that I've ever been through in the name of Jesus. I forgive anyone that ever put me through a ritual. Forgive me for willingly going through rituals. I break all covenants of false gods. I make a new covenant with you, Lord, to be your holy bride, which breaks all other covenants. Forgive me. I forgive my parents for not loving me, disciplining me, guiding me, protecting me, training me up in the discipline instruction of the Lord, not providing for me, not accepting me, not affirming me, not giving me mercy and grace. I forgive my parents for uh, not protecting me, uh, for putting me through ritual abuse. I forgive my forefathers for not healing the breaches in their life, for for all the times they let the sun go down on their anger. I forgive anyone who's touched me in an inappropriate way or raped me or molested me. I renounce incest. Uh, Any uh, family members or any that have had sex with me, I forgive them. Forgive me for fear. I forgive those who've mentally abused me, physically abused me, uh, verbally abused me, emotionally abused me, sexually abused me. Uh, I forgive my parents for opening me up to fear. I forgive them for being angry and raging. I forgive them for not loving me, not wanting me, for childhood trauma, being a dysfunctional family. I break soul ties with every person that has touched me or or hurt me or... uh, ritualized me or uh, taken advantage of me sexually or anybody that's spoken an evil word to me, I forgive them. I break soul ties with every person that I have sinned with or sinned against and with all my forefathers in the name of Jesus. I forgive the hirelings I've set under. Lord, forgive me for being a hireling as I am. Forgive me for not gathering with you and scattering. Lord, I just curse any spirits that would cause me to be on the outside looking in, that would cause me to feel rejected, have a blank mind. I curse memory lapses. I curse cellular memory. I curse dysfunction. I curse trauma and command you to leave every person listening in. 
Uh, I reconnect them in the name of Jesus. I break every curse that they would go mad, be cut off. Uh, Lord, I gather them from all the places where they've been scattered uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, I curse spirits that disorient them and command you to leave. Spirits that have made them feel mixed up, damned, uneasy, I curse you and command you to leave every person listening in in the name of Jesus. Um, I curse the demons of rejection. I curse the spirits that would cause me to feel spaced out. I I break the power of all spirits that make them feel spaced out, loose in the head. I curse every spirit of confusion, alienation. Uh, I curse the spirits of the sick head, made them flogged in the head in the name of Jesus. Um, I, I, I break disobedience to the voice of God and his commandments that would cause me to be driven mad and insane. For the sight of what I see, I break that curse in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I break curses that I'll only be oppressed and robbed continually with none to save me. I break curses that would cause people or demons to exercise authority over me. Uh, in the name of Jesus, I, I curse any cruel or unjust impositions on each person who's listening in in the name of Jesus. I break curses that I'll grope at noon as the blind man gropes in darkness and not prosper in my ways but only be oppressed and robbed continually. I break curses of folly, frenzy, rage. I curse you. Uh, I curse the spirit of madness. I curse the spirit of manic depressive, overwhelming spirits that have overwhelmed them, insanity. I curse the spirit of pain and craziness in the name of Jesus. Uh, in Jesus' name, I just uh, take accountability uh, and for the uh, disobedience to the voice of God and his commandments that would cause me to be defeated for my enemies, me to go out against them one way and flee seven ways. Lord, I break that curse and I gather them from all the places where they've been scattered in the name of Jesus. And we break soul ties. Uh, we break curses of confusion curses of rebuke and all they undertake to do i break that curse i curse those curses i command those spirits to leave i break the power of rebellion in the name of jesus all forms of mental problems schizophrenia uh, multiple personality disorders in the name of jesus lord i rebuild the walls of jerusalem in the name of jesus i press them out i bandage them i soften them with oil i gather them from all the places where they've been scattered in jesus name And, Lord, I take accountability for whatever happened to me in the loins of my forefathers all the way back to Adam and Eve. Lord, start with Adam and Eve and let your cleansing blood flow down through the bloodline, washing away any ground Satan's had in their life through the things we've confessed to the generational iniquities of the forefathers. I break generational curses, soul tie curses, cultural curses. I sever all soul ties. I break all yokes of bondage in Jesus' name. I break the power of manic depressive depression. I break the power of confusion, unbelief, doubt, lies, lying. Every spirit that tells them this isn't working, that's a lie in Jesus' name. All spirits that cause them to be overwhelmed, all spirits of depression, sadness, despair, hopelessness, I command you to leave every person that's listening in in Jesus' name. Praise you, mighty God. Now, Lord, fill me. Fill each person that's listening with your Holy Spirit, with love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We give you honor. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. If you want prayer, you can call in at 646-595-4444. 
888-447-8484, and don't forget to press 1. Uh, you can go, you can email me if you've been blessed. Email me at jerrymcgee at sbcglobal.net. That's G like George, E like Edward, R like Robert, I like ice cream, M like Mary, C like cat, G like George, H like Henry, E like Edward, E like Edward, at sbcglobal.net. We'll be coming again live on the first and the third Tuesdays of each month from 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time. Um, if you'd like to write us, you can write us at Abiding Life Ministries, Post Office Box uh, 1141. Um, you can go to my website, jerrymcgee.com, G-E-R-I-M-C-G-H-E-E.com, and you can find a whole list of, of uh, CDs to order, books to order. Um, you can uh, also listen uh, free to... Um, a lot of CDs that you can listen to with deliverance prayers and that there's no charge for listening. There's articles you can print out. If you would like a, a meeting scheduled in your church, you can contact me at Jerry McGee at sbcglobal.net or you can call me at 903-262-6654. Um, And my schedule is I'll be in Duncan. My I'm sorry. My and I have a Duncanville seminar every the second Saturday of each month. The next one will be September the ninth, and I'll be teaching in Corpus that on the tenth of the tenth of September. I'll be teaching in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, at the Church of Acts. And if you'll email me, I'll send you a flyer and information to, to, to come to that meeting. Or if you're in the Duncanville, Dallas, Duncanville, uh, Fort Worth area, you can come to our Duncanville seminar. My beloved son, who is my pastor, will be teaching that day. And it's from 10 o'clock to 12.30. And you can also get prayer. Uh, I'll be in York, Pennsylvania, September the 28th through the 30th. Uh, I'll be at Lake Hamilton Bible Camp, August the 30th. I'm sorry, August the 31st through September the 3rd. And you can go to LakeHamiltonBibleCamp.com and find um, information about that Labor Day camp. And we have prayer teams that pray for people uh, every morning, and you can get prayer every morning. And it's it's just a minimum cost to go to that camp. Um, I want to uh, encourage you uh, about a couple of books. Uh, you can order online. One is Clearing the Land, uh, Preparing for Deliverance. And I uh, wrote that little book in 1985. You can actually go through that book. There's Curses to Break, uh, Repentance Prayers to Pray. Uh, there's Prayers to Pray. And actually, you can get deliverance just going through that book, repenting of the things that are listed in the book. And I think it's about $5 plus shipping. And, of course, uh, I don't know what the shipping is, but international shipping, it would be a little bit more. Um, if you have been blessed and you would like to contribute to the ministry to help us continue ministering, you can go to uh, jerrymcgee.com and you can, there's a place where you can send a gift through PayPal. Also, Dorothy Carruthers, who, who um, basically uh, sponsors this program, if you'd like to send her a gift, you can send it through PayPal to D, like dog, or Dorothy, churchy, C-H-U-R-C-H-Y, number one at hotmail.com and 
Let's see. And um, anyway, if we can help you, uh, email us, jerrymcgee at sbcglobal.net. And uh, has anybody called in? If they haven't, well, we'll just close. Uh, yes, we have one caller. Area okay. code 225. Okay. Your mic is open, area code 225. Hello. Okay, hello. Hello. Hi there. Hi, Ms. Jerry. Hi. Is Can this you, Lynn? You, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Did you get some deliverance just now? I went through it, yes, ma'am. Oh, good. You feel like any, you feel any freedom? There was some, yes. I feel oh, good. Hanging how on can there. I pr- how can I, pr- how can I, will you be encouraged? It's a process. How can I pray for you tonight? Um, well, everything you said about the scattered, I, I don't even know where to begin. Um, and oh my gosh, and there's so many ways that, I, that, it, that it's out there. And the, uh, the overwhelming, oh, um, um, let me just say it like this. It's like, um, pure, pure feelings of bipolar, complete up and down, complete up and down. And I know that's not the real me. Say that again. I know it's not. Just the up no, and down, is, up and down. Mm-hmm. Depression, up and down. Just, just, just everything. All symptoms of bipolar, and I know that's not me. It, it's not me. No, but it's a demonic. I'm presenting this. It's demonic <laughs> that plays you like a yo-yo. Well, Lord, we just curse the spirit of bipolar. The up one minute, down the next. The spirit of depression. We forgive any psychiatrist or doctor that yes. told her she's bipolar. We break those curses over her. We break yes. the curse that she's being driven mad by what she speaks. We break the curse <laughs> of mental illness, madness. We break it. We curse you in the name of Jesus and command you to leave her body in the name, power, yes. blood, and by the authority of Jesus' name. We break your power in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise you, Lord. We command all pain. In Jesus' name, we command in the yes. name of Jesus... All cellular memory, we curse you and command you to leave her now in Jesus' name. All pain has to go in Jesus' name. And, Lord, you said you would gather her from all the places where she's been scattered. So we do that now. We bind her to be one, Lord Jesus, like you and the Father are one. We will loose your angels to get all of her pieces all over and bring them back and put them in the proper place in Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Yes, praise you, Lord. Yeah. And you were telling me this morning that you had, did you have a memory of something that had happened to you when you were? Um, I've had a few of them, yes. Not, have not you dealt more with than them? What I okay, I forgot um, what you told me. Um, still battling on trying to remember if it, there was satanic ritual abuse or not. Um, I mean, I've done things. Daddy showed me to do things that normal children I don't think would do. <laughs> Okay, um, Lord, I forgive my daddy. Lord, I forgive my daddy. For teaching me to do things that are wrong. For teaching me to do things that were wrong. And I forgive him. And I forgive him. For confusing me. For confusing me. Confounding me. Confounding me. Making me feel damned, mixed up, and Making uneasy. Making me feel damned, unaccepted, and uneasy. In Jesus' name. Now, I bring the power of rejection by Father. I curse rejection by Father in the name of Jesus. I curse the pain 
And, Lord, if he sexually molested her, we break soul ties with him. We cut and sever every soul tie with him. And, Lord, if he was bipolar, if he was uh, scattered in multiple personalities, Lord, we just command all those multiple personalities to link hands and come out at one time in Jesus' name. We break the power of generational MPD, generational yes. disassociative identity disorder. We break your power yes. in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We speak peace Thank over you. her in the name of Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Bless the Lord. And we curse the spirits that overwhelm her. We curse the spirit of depression. We command you to leave her body in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you that she's not bipolar. We break the curse that she's bipolar. We break the power of that lie. We break the power of that prophecy was spoken over her in Jesus' name. We break the power of psychiatric medicine. We curse you in Jesus' name. You go now in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He gathers you from all the places where you've been scattered. The spirit that will cause to be oppressed and robbed continually with none to suffer. Leave her now in Jesus' name. Discouragement, go. We curse you. Curse discouragement. We command you to leave her now in Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord. The fainting spirit. We curse the fainting yes. spirit that would cause her to be up one minute and down the next. The spirit. We curse the lie that tells her she can't go to God because she's not good enough. I break the power of that lie. I command you to leave her now in Jesus' name. Yes. Go in Jesus' name. All spirits of legalism. We curse legalism. We curse performance. We curse Pharisee spirits. We curse performance orientation. We command you to leave her now in Jesus' name. We break your power in the name of Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And Lord, any, any, and we unblock. We curse the spirits that are blocking her memories in Jesus' name. Yes. We unblock those memories in the name of Jesus. Lord, whatever memory she needs to remember, we ask you to show her now in Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We just curse the spirits that have, uh, that came into family members that molested her in the name of Jesus. Yes. We curse you. We break soul ties with every family member that's had sex with her. Uh, that uh, We break soul ties with her daddy, her uncle, her yes. aunt, her yes. brothers, her sisters. We curse the spirit of rape, and we command you to leave her now in yes. Jesus Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Do you feel some freedom? Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Lord. Thank Praise you. you Lord. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Well, I love you. I love you, too. Um, Natalie, see, is it okay for her to talk to you yeah, for a minute? Oh, absolutely. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, how can I pray for you, Natalie? Hi, Miss Jerry. Hi, can um, I pray for you? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I, I'm. I was asking the Lord what sh- what I should have, you know, prayed for it. I, I think um, disobedience. Mm-hmm. Yes, or a disobedient spirit and rebellion. How are you? How are you being? You mind me tell you how you've been? 
you want to talk about how you've been rebellious, or you just want to do, from, repent of that between you and the Lord? Um, I can talk talk about it. Okay. How you think you've been um, rebellious? Well, one one of the ways is food, giving giving food to God. Mhm. I was just going giving food to God and taking it back, which it has been better. I believe He brought some healing, but still wanting to eat, eat, eat. Mm-hmm. But I know I need to stop and. Also, just stuff like, um, like if I think if the Lord, if I feel like the Lord's telling me to do something that scares me or I don't want to do, then I then so so many times I've tried to find a way out of it, which which you can't. But did your parents ever tell you to do things that you that were that were dangerous or things that made you afraid or things that weren't right right? What were your mom and dad like? Did they were they nurturing parents? Did they want the um, best for you? I I do believe that they wanted the best for me. My my dad was probably more more nurturing in a lot of ways than my mom was, but um, some my mom was sometimes braver than I was in certain ways, and she would kind of she would sometimes push me to do stuff. And sometimes it's right. something really simple, like let's we're we're at this um, thing with family, and she'd be like, "Well, Nat, go play by your go play with the other kids," and I'd be so scared to do that. Um, so things that she would push me to do that I I would be like afraid of, or so that's but see that's why you're afraid to do what God tells you. I forgive my mother. I forgive my mother. Afraid. For wanting me to do things that scared me. For wanting me to do things that scared me. Forgive me for timidity and shyness. Forgive me for timidity and shyness. And fear. And fear. Uh, I forgive my mother for trying to force me to do things. I forgive my mother for trying to force me to do things. Forgive me for rebellion. Forgive me for rebellion. And, Lord, I renounce the lie that you make me do things that will hurt me. And, Lord, I renounce the lie that you make me do things that will hurt me. And so I just break the power of fear. I curse that spirit of fear that came into Mother pushing her. I curse the spirit of, of rebellion in the name of Jesus. I curse the lying spirit that tells her that, um, that God's going to make her do something that's going to hurt her. I curse that lying spirit. It tells her Thank God you. doesn't want the best for her. In the name of Jesus, I command you to leave her Thank now. In Jesus' name, I break your power over her. In the name Thank of Jesus, you. I break the power and curse cellular memory. Thank Go, you. in Jesus' name. I break your power over her. In Jesus' name, I curse the spirit of fear that swallowed her up. In Jesus' name, leave her now. In Jesus' name, we cut all soul ties with her mother. In Jesus' name, we break your power. In the mighty name of Jesus, praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. That was why you didn't want to do things God told told you to do. It's because it goes back to Mother. Yes, indeed. You did? Thank you, Miss Jerry. Okay. I love you. I hope to see you. Are you you going to be at Lake Hamilton? Yes, ma'am. As long as 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 I am able to get off, and I I ask the Lord for favor, but as long as I'm able to get off, I'll be there. Okay. Well, I look forward to seeing you. 
Thank you, Ms. Darian. Love you, too. I love you all. Bless you. Bless you, too. Is, is there, are there any callers, Dorothy? Other callers? Yes, we have area code 585. Let me see if I can get their mic open. Okay. There we go. Area code 585, your mic is open. Hi, how can Hello. I help you? Hi, how Hi, can Minister, I help you? Minister Jerry, um, I'm calling because um, I thank you so much for um, the teachings that you um, just brought before us um, tonight. Oh, good. And um, I wrote down a couple of things um, of the reasons of, of being scattered. And um, one of the things um, that stood out was lack of nurture and affirmation uh-huh. of a parent. Um, I mean, there were quite a few. Um, also, some other things that I wrote down as well, um, anger um, and um um, and and I'm not quite sure if I'm – I wrote down judging others, and then I put down an arrow, and I see I have done it too, mm-hmm. um, next to the judging. Um, and then um, I put on here as well um, incest of being um, violated when I was a little girl from um, a family member uh a cousin, did you tell your, I believe it was a did you uh-huh did you tell did you tell your parents I told my mom when I was an older adult, not when you were little though um, not when I was little okay well let's I was with afraid that. Uh-huh. afraid to tell her you afraid she'd blame you no, I don't know why i I just did he threaten you that he would kill you? Did he threaten you that if you told, he would do something? Um, I I can't quite remember, um, but I remember being I remember the violation, and I remember in order for it to stop, I said, "If you don't stop this time, I'm going to tell." Even though I didn't never tell until I was an older it, adult. Did, uh, did it? Did mm-hmm. he continue? Did he continue? No, no, he did not. Okay. Well, Lord, I forgive him. Lord, I forgive him. I forgive for him. forcing himself on me. For forcing himself for, on me. I forgive my mother and father that I didn't feel like I could tell them for whatever reason. I forgive my mom and dad um, for not telling them for whatever reason. For not protecting me? I forgive my mom and dad for not protecting me. And, Lord, I just curse the spirit of fear that came in through that uh, molestation. I break curses of incest. I curse the spirit of incest all the way back to Adam and Eve. In the name of Jesus, break generational curses, soul tie curses, cultural curses of incest. I break the power. I break soul ties with his cousin. In Jesus' name, I cut his yoke off her neck. I break the power of rape, molestation. I curse you. I command you to leave her now in Jesus' name. I break your power in the name of Jesus. Take a deep breath. I command him to spit her out in Jesus' name. The spirits that swallowed her up, 
spirit out, spirit of fear, I command you to loose her. I curse the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. I curse tragedy in the name of Jesus. I curse the spirit of molestation. I break it in Jesus' name. Praise you, mighty God. Lord, I ask you to cleanse her by the blood of Jesus from all defilement in Jesus' name. Did you feel any kind of relief? Yes, I Take did. It. Yes, I Okay, okay. And you said the lack of affirmation, were you overweight or were you in front of you or they didn't affirm you? You know, look, daddies are supposed to um, to affirm the femininity of a little girl. Did your daddy not affirm you in any way? Not in any way. Um, I didn't have a relationship with my dad. He was not in the home. Um, my mom were you did. Illegit- she was a a single yes. mom, were you, were you an illegitimate child? Were your parents married when they got pregnant? They, My mom was not married, no. Okay, well, and Lord, so, the, the scripture says that an illegitimate child cannot enter the sanctuary of the Lord, and that's a spiritual place. It's more real than the building, you're, the house you're sitting in or wherever you're at. But God wants to bring you into the sanctuary of the Lord because of the blood of Jesus. He can do that, but you've got to forgive. So say, Lord, I forgive my mother and father. Lord, I forgive my mother and father for conceiving me out of wedlock. For conceiving me out of wedlock. I forgive them for opening me up. I forgive them for opening me up. To fear. To fear. Rejection. Rejection. Lust. Lust. Shame and rebellion. Shame and rebellion. Because I was conceived in shame and rebellion and lust. Because I was conceived in shame and rebellion and lust. And Lord, I just forgive them. And Lord, I just forgive them. For everything I heard them say and do. For everything I heard them say and do. And everything, I forgive my grandparents for everything I heard them say and do. I forgive my grandparents for everything they said, everything they said and did or did. When I was in the womb. Do, when I in was Jesus in Jesus' name. And in I renounce Jesus the lie name. that I'm a mistake. I renounce the lie that I am a mistake. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now I break that curse of illegitimacy all the way back to Adam and Eve. I curse you in the name of Jesus. I curse rebellion. I curse shame. I curse illegitimacy. I curse the curse of the bastard. I curse in the name of Jesus the spirit of lust, the spirit of rebellion. I curse you. I command you to lead my sister in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I bring her into the sanctuary of the Lord, and I take that sign off her back that says, Reject me. I curse the spirit of rejection that mm-hmm. came to rejection in the womb. You leave her now in the name of Jesus. I break your power in Jesus' name. Praise you, God. Bless you, Lord. I curse the spirit of lust in Jesus' name. Cleanse her, Lord, by the blood of Jesus. I curse cellular memory. You leave her now in Jesus' name. I break your power over her in the name of Jesus. I curse the spirit of guilt. I curse the spirit that tells her that she's ruined. I curse that in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, Lord, I ask you to tell her what you think of her in Jesus' name. I forgive my daddy. Say this. I forgive my daddy for never being in my life. 
I forgive my dad for never being in my life. Never affirming me. Never affirming me. Not being my glory. Not being my glory. And I've been picked on my whole life. And I've been picked on my whole life. And, Lord, I ask you to come and be my glory. And, Lord, I ask that you will come and be my glory. And lift your hand to heaven, Lord. I receive your glory. Lord, I you're receive the greatest, your, glory. your glory. Lord, you're the greatest glory anybody could ever have, better than an earthly father. Yes. Lord, you are the greater glory that anyone could ever have, better than an earthly father. And I receive your glory. And I receive your glory. And I declare from this day forward. And I declare this day forward. The demons can never pick on me again. The demons can never pick on me again. And when they see me. And when they see me. They'll say, you better leave her alone. God's her glory. God's her father. That you better Better leave her her alone then. God is God. my father. That God In is Jesus. her father. <laughs> yes. In Jesus you see, yes. See, when a child doesn't have a daddy, he has no glory. And the demons can see in the spirit realm, there's no aura around your head. And they say, you better, you can pick on her because she don't have a daddy. But now they see you and they'll say, you better leave, you better leave her alone because God's her father. I believe that. <laughs> You go on YouTube.com and listen to the message I did. In fact, you can go into Dorothy Carruthers' archives. I, I taught a message called The Glory of Children as Their Fathers. And listen to that, and you'll get some more deliverance. Okay. Children. And, Lord, fill me, with your Holy, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Every place a demon power left. Every place the demon power left. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and your glory. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, every demonic spirit that came in through molestation, through being illegitimate, I curse you now in Jesus' name, command you to leave her. In Jesus' name, I curse the spirit of rejection. I curse the spirit of defilement. I curse the spirit of lust. I curse the spirit of shame and rebellion. Leave her now. I curse the root of rejection all the way back to Adam and Eve, and I break that generational curse of a bastard. I break it off her in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Okay. You call back next time, too. Okay? Okay. Okay, thank you. God bless you. Anyone else? Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Ronnie, anybody else? Are there any other callers? We have another caller. Okay. No, we don't. No, we don't. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We'll just close now. Thank you. And I say to those of you who are listening in, Listen the first and third Tuesdays of each month from 6 to 8 p.m. live, and you can also go to the archives and listen. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may he make his face shine upon you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you.